What Are You Made Of? It's Mike C-Rock. Welcome to What Are You Made Of? Every episode of this podcast is centered around building ourselves and the people in our lives to reach our full potential. I hope that the experiences and stories of success from these conversations can give you rocket fuel to reach new heights and help you answer the question, What Are You Made Of? What Are You Made Of? I want to remind you that the Rocket Fuel book is available at MikeCRock.com forward slash book. That's MikeCROC.com forward slash book. Go get yourself a copy. And subscribe to the What Are You Made Of podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform. If you like watching these, it's available on YouTube at my channel, Mike C-Rock Scirocco. Now, enjoy the show. Welcome back to another episode of What Are You Made Of with your boy, the unstoppable Mike C-Rock. I'm in a house with a friend of mine that I met on Clubhouse, Bobby Del Rio. He's an actor, writer, director. He even has a film up on uh, Amazon that I haven't had a chance to watch yet, but I plan on it. I believe it's called, what is it called? The Market, Bobby? The Market. You're yeah. going to love the shit out of it, dude. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. a thriller, a Wall Street movie. Like it's, You're going to be all about it, like for sure. Well, look, we'll dig into that in a second, and then we're going to hear how you got into doing what you're doing. But before I do that, uh, I always start every show. First of all, with gratitude, thanks for being here. But the question that's on the wall, what are you made of, Bobby? I mean, I guess I would just say passion. You know, like I think everything that I do is about a passion, like my heart, like what I actually want to do, you know, and like, it's funny because even now I've had a lot of opportunities from Clubhouse and there's a ton of projects. I'm shooting something this weekend and there's, there's, I'm a busy guy, right? But I will say for me, I wait until I find that project that really just gets me going because I'm going to, I put years into my projects, right? So I have to like, love it, love it, love it. And I'm definitely getting a lot of gigs, but I'm still waiting for that thing that like, because you're right, like, what are you made of? That is, I think, what gets us going through all the trials and tribulations is, is that. You really got to know what that is. And I guess you, for you, I guess you call it rocket fuel. So I think that's a really cool way of expressing what so many of us feel, right? Like that thing that we just, it's like we love the shit out of it, you know? Yeah, you know, the thing that this, obviously my last name is Scirocco and, and the rock in rocket fuel, C-Rock, that's where it kind of came from. But I had an interview with Grant probably back when COVID started, March of 2020. Mm. And he said something about that he gets haters all the time. And the more successful he gets, he has haters and all the difficult things. He said, everything's always been hard for him, which a lot of us have a hard time believing that, but everything's always been hard for him. What he talked about was, you know, I got to convert, I got to convert. And so I started thinking about this and relating that to my life. And that's where it came from. So I wrote a book about that in my life. And you know, I'm, I'm trying to, the fact that you're a writer, producer, I'm trying to live my life so that somebody would want to write something about it one day or, you know, do a movie about it one day. And every day when you wake up, that helps me get going. When I don't feel like it, if I have a day that's full of a bunch of bullshit that I don't really want to do, I still remind myself like, no, dude, you can't, you can't have somebody wanting to do a movie about you one day if you're freaking giving up and quitting or doing things half-assed, you know, that's just unacceptable. So that's something that gets me going. And so, but where did you come from, man? Like, tell me, take me back. You could take me back to diapers or when you were crawling, whatever, how far ever you want to go back, but take us back to where you started your journey in life in, in general. For sure. You know, it's funny. I've actually talked to Grant more than once about haters specifically. And it's so interesting. I've learned a lot from him, to be honest. I don't know him very well, just from Clubhouse, but I respect him a great deal. And I will say, I believe him, man, because I will say my experience on this app, and then this will link to my story as well. The more popular I get, I get so many haters, bro. And it's like so crazy because I, all my rooms were community and helping. And like, like I, my tagline is we are not an industry, we are a community. 
right? Like I'm really about like I support women and people of color and LGBTQ, like everybody, right? I'm just like, we're all one, we're all one, we're all one. And I get so much hate. And so when Grant says that it's a struggle along the way, every single step, man, I, I believe him, man, because I'm experiencing that. It's like the higher I get up, it's like there's more hate. It's like I make bigger enemies where I'm not even trying to make enemies, but they come at you, right? I will say, I think I'm prepared for it because I grew up, I grew up in a low-income neighborhood in Toronto, right? So whatever, the newspaper called it like the most violent neighborhood in Toronto years ago and all these people got murdered and blah, like I just came up in that, right? So for me, I don't know, I guess to be honest, like my career in the film and television industry has not been terribly difficult. Like it is challenging, obviously, like, but I came up in this like life or death like environment. Do you know what I mean? So that's why I appreciate you really digging deep because I think people don't understand sometimes where that drive comes from. Because for me, business is easy compared to like, you don't know if someone's going to kill you. You know what I mean? Like I remember like playing basketball. There's like all these gang members with like 12 inch blades, like in their pants, right? Drunk. And at a very young age, I'm like 11 or something, right? You're playing ball and you're like, you learn you need to be very, very careful right now because if the wrong thing happens, it's just like, yeah. so that's the thing. I'm in the neighborhood. That's where I grew up, right? So I'm always like very, very aware of dying, which maybe that sounds a little fucked up. But so when it comes to business, I'm just like, well, okay, well, what's the worst that happens? It's like you don't get the job. Oh, somebody writes an article about you that says you're a bitch or whatever. Like, so, right? I don't want to take a blade. <laughs> in my fucking eye you know like when i yeah, my yeah. best robbed a cab driver at knife point and supposedly he, i wasn't there but he almost like cut his nose off his face right that's how i grew up right so for any business challenge i'm just never scared or daunted because what are the consequences right yep, yep. but look where i came up from right yeah you know i always say what's the worst case can that, the scenario i gotta go like come back into this world i get butt naked and i have nothing you know i came into this world butt naked not knowing how to talk not no relationships no experience no wisdom you know and i made it so i could do it again if i had to i'd be a lot bigger <laughs> but you know what i mean like i always think about that and uh that that helps me with those decisions as well when i need to you know the tough times or what have you but so how did you get into film well to be honest like i just always like my earliest memories were were on stage as an actor like and again i've been interviewed like how many times now like hundreds and hundreds of times right? but it, it's come up about when i started which makes sense and i think it was like grade two or something i literally played a woodchuck a woodchuck in like the class play or whatever and i was just i don't even know how i was always like the lead for every play of my life like there'd be an assembly in grade school and i would always be asked to read out loud um, apparently I was the first one to read in my class or whatever in kindergarten or whatever. Like I was just always an advanced reader and an advanced speaker. And so I've just never been afraid to speak publicly. Like I've just always been a performer. And so then I ended up going to theater school. I trained as an actor. And then once you're trained as an actor, like you start doing movies, right? Like, I mean, it's not so simple, but it also is right. It's like, I was, you know, like one of the best actors in my school. And so I started doing American movies for like HBO and USA Network while I was still in university. And I've really never looked back. And so once you've like been in enough movies and TV shows and stuff, you start to go, oh, like maybe I could make my own show. Maybe I could direct. Maybe I could. And then I just kind of went from there. And then, so I've pretty much always just been doing this. But professionally, I started working in the film and television industry maybe about 20 years ago. 
Gotcha. Gotcha. Now, what is something that has been your biggest challenge in it? What is something that's like, you know, you're maybe it's now, it could have been in the past, but like, what's the biggest thing you're dealing with, like, or have dealt with that, you know, it's just been like really difficult, that part. I know you said it's not as difficult for you, but. Yeah. I mean, look, there's always challenges. I guess for me, it's always relative, right? Like, I just compare everything to being murdered. <laughs> so I don't know. Everything's pretty much easy compared to being murdered. But I, you know, but I will say, look, in Canada, even though we have a reputation for being very multicultural, it's a pretty racist country. And the film and television industry, if you can believe it, is actually has a longer track record of racism than the United States of America, right? So the US is actually more progressive than Canada. So now things are changing a little bit, but it was very, very difficult. So I'm half Chinese, I'm half Italian, and I, the both amount- my favorite, Both my favorite foods. <laughs> dude, well, we're going to- we well, You don't have any Mexican in you, dude, because Me- Mexican's my third favorite, so- <laughs> oh. Well, I'm dating, I'm dating a girl who's now, who's also part Latina, so- Okay, there you go. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah, she's, she's awesome. Anyway, where was I going with this? Yeah, the challenges and things, you know, the racist- uh... Yeah, okay, so that's it, man. Like, I came up, um, I was like, pretty much the star at every level, right? Like, in school and- uh, in the independent theater world and everything. And then I got into the film and television industry and I had one of the best agents. And I, I done, like I started my career with a television documentary about me as an artist. Okay. That's how I start. Like, I really like, you know, I cut like in a way it's funny. Cause I've sort of never struggled, but I've always struggled. It's like, I've always been in this sort of like a really ideal position, but it's like grant, like this is why with grant Cardone, every time he speaks, it's so crazy. Cause we all look up to him cause he's done so much. And he always talks about his struggles. But it, you really get this idea, like every day is a fight. And I'm like, every day is a fight. But I'm telling you, that's what I've experienced. I don't know about you, bro, but <laughs> yeah, every inch, every inch is a fight. And so even though I had this great agent, even though I had this training, even though I'd done all this shit, I was only getting auditions for like 5% of what I could do. You know what I mean? They wouldn't even see me. And everything I would audition for is like Spanish or Asian. or what. And like, there's some stuff there, but it was such a tiny, tiny, tiny percentage, especially when I started. And so I ended up having to fight against racism and I became very high profile for fighting against racism, but a lot of doors closed on me. I got blacklisted from, you know, like certain people, not everybody, but certain like racist white people. And then the white people who were not racist, like helped me. And then, and then people of color helped me. So it was like this, I had to, I had to choose a side, but that I still feel the effects of that, to be honest, there's people who never work with me because I took a stand against racism when I was 25. I'm 43 now and they still remember. But again, I'm from the hood. So I'm like, okay, you're not going to work with me. Are you going to shoot me? Then I don't care. Right. So that's why I'm not afraid. Yeah. Of yeah, yeah. 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 That scares me. Cause if you're not going to kill me, so I'll write a letter. You know what I mean? Like, right, get, right. like I'm not going to set the fuck up. Like I see what I want. Right. And for me, it's like, you want to stop me. You got to pull out a gun. But if you're going to pull out the gun, you got to use it. That's the only way I'm going to stop because that's where I'm from. Yeah. And you believe in what you're talking about. I mean, it's a, yeah. it's a legit thing. And you know, I'm thinking about the, the word that I love to use, which is inexorable. And I like to use different words that I, I hadn't heard of before when I find one, because it's like, you could say stubborn, but mm-hmm. some people have a negative connotation with stubborn, but inexorable means unyielding and unable to be stopped. And right. so like, you know, what goes through my mind as you're telling the story, and if somebody said that to me, or they didn't want to take on my movie or my, my film, whatever the case was, like I'm thinking in my head, my head, well, I'll show you son of a bitch. Like yeah. I'll figure out a way, even if it's not a conventional way, I'm going to figure out a way it's going to happen. You may not be involved. And then you're going to look at it and be like, oh shit, I should have been involved with Bobby like that, man. I missed out the opportunity. 
you know? Yep. And so that's the way my mind works. You feel the same way? Is that how you are? Same thing. Cause I know, yeah. I always know I'm going to get what I want. So the question is how long it's going to take and who's going to fuck with me while I do it, but I'm going to get it done. I always do like check my track record. Yeah. Right. 20 years in the business, achieving shit at the highest level. Like just Google me. I'm not trying to be egotistical about it. But I mean, it's like, look what I've done. It's not an accident. Yeah. You know, plus I was like the highest, I was like top of my class in every subject in school, like my entire life. Right. Like, you know, you stop me. So for me, I, my goal is to be friends with everybody. We all make projects together. We all help each other. We all love each other. That's what I'm about. But you get in my way. I mean, I'm going to go through you. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, do you feel like you've made it yet? No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I, but also, I mean, what is that? You know, I feel like, I don't know, but I feel like if you were to ask Grant Cardone the same thing, he would also say no. I he think there's. Says that. He always says that. He's like, yeah. I don't know when I'm going to make it. I don't know when I'm going to make it. <laughs> it's because it's a mentality. And I yeah. guess, like, I have a lot of people call me celebrity now, I guess, because all this, whatever, I get it. Like, I've done all this stuff and I'm in Hollywood now and all, I have all these crazy projects happening. But I don't think like that, man. For me, it's, it's really about what am I trying to achieve and am I achieving it? It's about goals and executing the goals. So yeah, I don't, I don't know. Maybe it's like that idea of making it is like now you can coast and I'm just never going to coast. This is not who I am, you know? I wanted to take a quick break here to remind you that my book, Rocket Fuel, is available for sale now at MikeCRock.com forward slash book. That's MikeCROC.com forward slash book. Go get a copy and share it with your friends and family. It will change lives, guys. I will not let you down. Now back to the show. Yeah, because I asked that question uh, to him about, you know, when when do we get to like a place like an outer space where there's no gravitational pull anymore? Like we're all trying. I feel like we're all trying to get to that place. Like, so you still talk about coast, but I'm talking about like a rocket ship that just like was is able to go wherever it wants to, and there's no pull against it. And I don't know if that's ever a good place to be anyway, because complacency to me, comfortability is like my kryptonite. Mm-hmm. So I don't know that I'll ever get that 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 feeling either. But I would like to have like a week or two and i'm just being transparent here and i don't even know if this is right but i would like to have a week or two where i could just be like fuck it man i want to chill somewhere and i don't i want to turn my phone off i don't even want to look at it and disconnect and i'm not going to lose any ground but because I, mean, I don't feel that way now so that's vacation i mean surely you take vacations from time to time right? yeah i do but my thing is i can't like i don't want to when i'm on a vacation i don't want to sit still like i, I just got to figure something oh, out like i oh. always have to be growing into something so I have this to- this the thing, bro. This is a thing because I can I can chill, right? Yeah, and I yeah. one thing that's really helped me too is my girl, right? Like Dr. Heather Neal, whatever Merrill Clubhouse, beautiful girl, doctor, just like grounded, explore. That's amazing. Uh, she's amazing, and I just love chilling with her, man. It's like as ambitious as I am, as motivated as I am, I do think personally, you do your thing, but I think it's important to chill the fuck out sometimes. Yeah. Take that week. I love shutting my phone off, bro. Once a day, I get peace. Maybe I only do it for 15 minutes. Sometimes I go, I go to my, go to, there's a restaurant in my neighborhood that I really like. I have this like burger with like an egg on it and shit. I just, I just chill. But you need to take that time. And I don't think about none of that shit. I don't think about, I need to do this. I need to, I like just like meat. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like just having that time to just, just chill and let it go. I actually think that shit like helps you to just, you know, it's like sleep, right? It's like regenerative. Like while yeah. you sleep, all this shit gets fixed in your body. I can see you're in good shape, right? I'm gonna hit the yep. gym right after down here, right? But you you can't just work out all the time, right? You need to like mm-hmm. take that day in between or hours in between, whatever it is, because that's when your body regenerates. That's when yep. you're, that's the muscles actually built is when you're chilling. Mm-hmm. Right? 
So I feel the same way about business. It's like you need to push, 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 but sometimes just to relax, right? Focus yourself. That is when the grind gets done because all that shit is being repaired inside. Yeah, great point. I think that uh I think and I again I was just being transparent with it as weaknesses I'm working on because mm. I have been able to this summer I did like open my schedule up a little bit so I have some creative time. Mm. I needed to, I needed mm. that creative time and I think the urgency comes from me really understanding like when I was about 40. I'm 44 now. When I was 40 I realized that my whole life 44 in December. Okay. All right, so we're yeah, we're the same age, but I, yeah. I didn't realize like I didn't realize that I have this ability that my potential is endless. I didn't realize this this thing that I could go after and I the impact that I could have on this planet until I was about 40. And I felt like, man, if I would have only known this when I was mm-hmm. 20, I can't go back and change that. But what I'm looking at is my window is shorter now. And so now my urgency comes from the fact that I got to jam as much as I can in this window. And that's the thing that I always work on. I have to work on it with myself because I just, I want to go and I don't mind it. I love it. But I do wish sometimes that I could just go somewhere and chill and be like, when I come back, I'm going to be able to pick right up where I left off, you know? So Mm. You know, it's, it's like we're exactly the same age <laughs> so it's like we can we just get each other in a natural way right yeah yeah because i feel the same thing like once i hit 40 it's like oh shit like there's an urgency but i also i also go because i think about this like clubhouse right and yeah. i know that you're doing some cool shit on clubhouse too and it's like if i was 20 what would this be like it'd be very different it'd be very different right it's because i do think there's a when we were in our 20s we wouldn't have had this same drive. We couldn't, we couldn't have just skipped the step where we were in our twenties and then we grew up in the thirties. Like, like you kind of need to go on that journey to get, like, I was a little shithead in my twenties. Yeah. Yeah. And now it's like all I'm, I'm getting so much attention. It doesn't really phase me. I've been, dude, I've been interviewed like 40 times in the last three months. I'm national news in Canada. I was interviewed by the top entertainment reporter in the country. I'm in Hollywood. I remember, I remember right before that happened, you were talking about Clubhouse, like you have this big interview coming up. I remember that. And I was like, yeah, man, I hope you kill it. All this other shit. And I mean, it's been exciting. I mean, I'm, I'm enjoying it, but it hasn't like affected me. Like if I was 20, I'd probably be going around smoking cigarettes, wearing sunglasses inside, <laughs> you know, like just being that guy, <laughs> Yeah. you know, I've been like 45 minutes late for your interview. Bobby Del Rio doesn't show up on time. <laughs> You know, but yeah. I don't, like it's it's like you know you respect people's time and you know like yeah. I I think you have to go through that journey of growing up to get where we're at. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. And where do you where do you stay now? You still in Canada? I am, but I'm now in the process of relocating to Los Angeles. So I, I have an agent in Hollywood as well as Toronto. My girlfriend's in LA, so I'm shooting in Canada, and then I'm planning a trip to LA, and then I'm shooting something back in Canada. Like it's like I'm doing some back and forth stuff, but yeah. Uh, plan right now is is relocate so to make LA my home base. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. I'm actually going to LA in uh, what? 15th? Yeah. The 15th, 10 days. First time ever. Oh, sick. I've never, yeah. I've never been. So uh, it's going to be, what's that? Where do you live? Uh, I live in Ocean City, Maryland. So it's kind of laid back and chill. <laughs> it's the area I grew up in and you know, my family's here, my, my wife's family. So I learned what DMV means today. Oh, really? Yeah. Girlfriend's from Virginia, and she—I guess her on her thing is a DMV to LAX or some shit. So I thought yeah. she drove to LA. I thought that's what it meant. Yeah, is the DMV or what, the, whatever. Well, I guarantee you, she's been to Ocean City. It's like the resort town that everybody goes to in in Virginia, oh. Maryland, and Delaware. So that's we—it's a resort town. I can see it right here, and 
wintertime it's kind of chill laid back but uh but yeah anyway so what's what's the what's the plans for you going forward like what what are the big things you have you know in your in your sites right now well look i have quite a few projects that are actively in development i have three offers on a feature screenplay that i wrote from producers i have i've been having several meetings about building a television show around me and my clubhouse content i've been asked to be the star of a feature film and i have 10 to 15 other projects like that right so i'm in i'm in a good position it's really just about continuing to do what i've always done but now it's at an international level i've pretty much been doing this in canada my whole career but now with yeah. clubhouse people know me all around the world and it's turning into projects around the world so i'm just taking it in stride um but yeah there's a lot of movies uh tv shows opportunities um every, every day pretty much i get a new job new interview requests new whatever i'm just going day by day man I love it, dude. And I'm rooting for you like hell, man. I, I want to see like whatever you want in life. Like just I'm rooting for that. So anything I can ever do to help, I don't know what it would be, but man, just just tapping into my energy, whatever it is, man. I want to push you to the direction you want to go, brother. And I'm rooting for you. And you know, if you ever need anything, like I said, any connections I might have or whatever the case is, I'm yours, dude. So I appreciate you coming on today. I can amplify what you're doing. I mean, I appreciate your vibe. I can see how sincere you are. And I just appreciate the opportunity, man. Thank you. And final question of the day. By the way, did I miss anything I should have asked you, first of all? No. Okay. All right. right. I just had so far. Sometimes I get, I've been doing these shows for a while, man. I've done like 400 episodes of my show and other people's shows. And uh, sometimes I really intently listen. So then I'm like, when you're done talking, I'm like, shit, I was supposed to think of another question. So, uh, well, anyway, the final question I have for you today, we talk about the rocket fuel law. I wrote this book back here, Convert Setbacks, Become Unstoppable. I'm all about people getting what they want in life and being unstoppable towards it. And I just, I'd love to get your take on that. We talked a little bit about being stubborn or, or inexorable, but mm-hmm. kind of what, like, what's your take on that? Like, how do you approach things? And when you get a, like an idea in your head, like, how did you structure it so that you become unstoppable going to get it? I love the way you say this, man, rocket fuel, right? Because it's actually, it's a simple idea, but there's so much tied to it. I actually think that you figured it out, man. Like for me, like that's the secret is that I only do the things where I have rocket fuel. I mean, I know I keep talking about this girl, but I'm like crazy about her, right? It's like, it's rocket fuel. To be honest, like there's a lot of women hitting me up on Clubhouse. And I was like, I don't want to, I don't want a girlfriend. I want a girlfriend. And then it's like, I met her and it was like rocket fuel, right? It's like, that's what it is, man. And so for me, for my projects, I have to feel that rocket fuel. I'll do a gig for money, you know, opportunity, press, whatever. But the shit that keeps me going is that. So for me, I don't really think here, you know what I mean? I'm all about this and my heart. So I'm waiting for that rocket fuel all the time. And as soon as I feel it, nothing stops me, man. So I think you got it down. It's like, that's what life's about. You got to find that rocket fuel. And then you ride that motherfucking rocket as far as it takes. <laughs> I love it. Well, I can't imagine somebody hating on Bobby, man. Like, what the hell? I, I don't even get it, dude. I don't get it. <laughs> so much, so much, much. But I, I feel bad for them, honestly, because I think it's just, to be honest, like people like look at followers and shit like that. Like, I like my followers, but they, like, if I pass them, they'll unfollow me and stop talking to me. What's the worst thing somebody said to you? Oh, dude, like, so, like literally, I, I answered a question the other day. Somebody used the back channel feature to like abuse me. Are you serious? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I was like on the panel and they were, they were like, yours is condescending and demean. I literally just answered the question. Like, you know, the, and that guy who I answered the question, DM me like, thank you so much for your generous advice, right? <laughs> it was just like people, they just have their own shit. I'm trying to give people a bit of a pass because the pandemic, I think it's fucked people up a little bit, but I get abused every day. Every day I get abused. Sometimes I get abused on, on panels by the people running the rooms. They'll publicly abuse me. 
because they're jealous of the heat that I have. It's crazy. And all I'm, I'm doing- not, ah, damn, I, I got to extrovert more because I haven't been getting much. You know, the one thing I heard one time, I was on GrowthCon stage tell my story this past year, and I got pictures, there's videos of it and all this, right? I'm in a room and he's, the, the, the guy's like, you weren't on stage at GrowthCon. I got people messaging me behind the scenes saying that they, that they didn't even see you there. And I was like, you got, this is the stupidest thing I've ever seen in my life. Like, it's a joke. But that's the worst I've dealt with so far. So I need to extrovert more. I need to, I need to start talking more. I do a lot of listening on there. So, um, yeah, because your vibe is, I mean, to, like, I was actually happy, I was happy to get to know you a bit better, right? When you asked me to do the podcast. Cause every time, like, I do hear you speak, I was like, yeah, I like this guy's vibe. But it's like, I was like, I didn't know you as well as I wanted to know you, you know? Yeah, yeah. I, I got to extrovert more. I, I like to take it all in. And I don't like, you know, I, I have a, you know, sometimes I'm in a room and I don't want to overstep my bounds in somebody else's room, like some, yeah. some other people do. And it's just kind of, you got to feel that out. So I'm, I'm yeah. working on it and getting better, but uh, I'm looking forward to, you know, building a relationship with you, man. If there, like I said, if there's anything I can do, I'm yours. Yeah. I appreciate you coming on the show today and uh, we'll continue. By the way, how can people engage with you? Best way to engage with you on Clubhouse, Instagram? Clubhouse, or- Instagram, the usual things. I mean, you Google me, there's a ton of shit that comes up. I'm pretty accessible. Now, some people just hit me up and ask for shit. And I just delete them, to be honest. But for the most part, if people are like, hey, how's your day going? Like, oh, my day is good. How's your day going? Like, I, 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 like a lot of people are doing the bots and that kind of thing. I might have to do it. I get 500 DMs a week, but I try to just be me. If people are cool with me, I'm cool with them. Like, I don't care if you have one follower, or you have a million followers or whatever. Like, I'm a normal person, you know? Like, Yeah, yeah. Well, love you, brother. I appreciate you. And uh, you guys have been listening to the What Are You Made Of podcast with your boy, the unstoppable Mike C-Rock, my friend, Bobby Del Rio, the unstoppable Bobby Del Rio. Thanks for listening. Go subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. YouTube is cracking right now, guys. You got to go to the YouTube channel, Mike C-Rock, Scirocco. We are getting ready to launch this tech product called Blueprinted, B-L-O-O, Printed. You can go check that out at blueprinted.com. 10X Incubators coming. I mean, we got so much stuff going on and I just want you to all be a part of it. Keep coming back. Until next time, be unstoppable. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of What Are You Made Of? Be sure to check my website out at themikecrock.com, themikecrock with no K.com and let us know how we can help you or your business reach its full potential. Feel free to leave a review or follow me on social media, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and YouTube at Mike C-Rock Scirocco. Again, thank you for joining me and see you guys on the next episode. I want to remind you that the Rocket Fuel book is available at my website, mikecrock.com forward slash book. That's mikecrock.com forward slash book. Go get yourself a copy. Thank you so much for your support and your listenership. It means the world to me.